Welcome to Mox on the Mic, your exclusive look into all things Chattanooga athletics. Here's your host, Chris Goforth. We continue our look at Mox football. This week, we focus on the defense. A visit with defensive coordinator Lorenzo Ward and secondary coach David Bybee. Now, these interviews were both recorded. It's, it's been a couple of weeks now since the last time uh, we were able to visit with these guys. We're glad that we were finally able to pull these interviews out of the vault and kind of dust them off a little bit. Heck, we're just happy we've got a game to talk about here on Mox on the Mic. This defense, though, has a chance to be really, really good. Excited to see these guys on the field, even if it is only for one game this fall. And look, who knows what the spring is going to look like. But for right now, let's visit with Mox defensive coordinator, Lorenzo Ward. Coach, if you don't care, man, I want to kind of go back through a little bit through your past, a little bit through your history. Seven years with the head ball coach at South Carolina. Tell me what you learned from Steve Spurrier. <laughs> I learned a lot from Steve Spurrier. You know, uh, Coach Spurrier does things a different way than most head coaches I've worked for, and uh, and it works. So, you know, it's just I learned that, you know, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat, as they say. When was the last time you talked to Jadavion Clowney? Uh, it was back first part of the summer. Uh, we talked right before he was still, and I guess he still is, in the contract negotiations. So uh, we, we talked. Yeah, you know, we probably talked uh, once a month. You coached uh, at Virginia Tech with uh, or under Bud Foster on, on Frank Beamer's staff there. Tell me what that experience was like working with, with those two guys. You know, Coach Beamer is uh, – he's like the son of verse. And so, you know, I've I, uh, been – very blessed and fortunate to work for a lot of good head coaches uh, in my career. And, uh, you know, Coach Beamer is, is definitely at the top, uh, one of the top in that group. And, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's a great family man. And, uh, you know, I'll never forget on my interview there, uh, ironically, I was leaving Chattanooga to go there uh, in 99. And he told me there was three head coaches on his staff. And I said, what do you mean, Coach? He said, well, I'm the head coaches overseas and make sure that everybody uh, – get along well together. He said, but Foster, the head coach of the defense, and Rick Balso at that time was the head coach of the offense. And so he, he gave those guys those responsibilities. So uh, for a head coach to, to make those kind of statements, you know, then I knew I was going to work for a good man and, and Coach Foster. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that did it for a long time, did it at one place for a long time, and had a lot of success. And, uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he's definitely uh, at one of the top coordinators I work for. You have uh, – you've, you've coached a couple of different positions, I guess the secondary uh, most notably. Do you have a favorite position group to coach? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, not you know when I first got into coaching, you know, you had the entire secondary. You had a safety – you coach the safeties and the uh, corners together. And, and, uh, and if you had – if you played a four-two-five defense, you had to coach the nickelback as well. And so um, now, you know, it's, it's more specific. Because you know you got a safety coach, you got a corners coach, and I, and I like coaching either one. And, you know, so we we do a uh, a lot here. Coach Bobby is my safety coach, and, and I, I coach the corners here though. But uh, uh, a lot of time I like to coach them all. But you know, again, it's 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 better that way because you know you can do more specific drills for the position you play. You spent one year in the NFL with the with the Raiders, right? With Art yes, Shell. Yes. yes. Any interest in, in ever going back to that? What is it that has 
has kind of always brought you back to the college game? Well, you know, I think, first of all, it's, you know, is what you're in the business for. And uh, uh, I'm in the business for helping young men. And I think you got more of an influence on college kids than you do on those guys that make five, six, seven, eight hundred times the money sometimes, you know, uh, with the contracts they're doing now. And, uh, you know, but it was great. It was a great season. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we didn't uh, win enough. And uh, so, you know, had opportunity to stay in in the pro football. But, uh, you know, I thought college was where I, I should be. You've been at the Power Five level. You've been uh, at the FCS level. Talk about – and, look, we, we know that – you know, what goes in at the Power Five level in, in terms of uh, of the dollars and in terms of the the facilities. But what is it about the FCS level that, I mean, clearly you find appealing? Well, you know, uh, you know, I, I feel like I was blessed with the opportunity to come back to a place where I started my coaching career as far as a college coach is concerned. And uh, knowing who the, the head coach is going to be, uh, you know, it was, it was easy for me. You know, I, Power 5 football is it, great. You know, I loved it. I had a lot of good years on the Power 5 level. Um, you know, if you're doing it for the money, you want to be in Power 5 football. If you're doing it for the love of the kids, again, you want to, you know, you just want to coach ball. It could be this level. It could be high school level. It could be D2, D3. D3. But, uh, you know, it's enjoying uh, – a lot of enjoyment. You know, been back here for a little over a year now in Chattanooga and, and the young men, because they, they see where your resume has been, so they, they're way more attentive and, and interested in what you got to tell them uh, to hopefully, you know, help them in their future. When people watch a Lorenzo Ward defense, what do you hope they come away saying? Yeah, kids play hard, aggressive, they're sound, and, uh, you know, that – they're going to try to make you uh, beat them and not beat themselves. You got eight starters coming back on this defense. Uh, a couple of these guys I want to talk about. Let's let's start up front with uh, Devonshay Maxwell. Can he be the next guy off the of Chattanooga defense to play in the NFL? He definitely has the potential. And, uh, you know, Maxwell is a young player. Uh, when we got here, you know, had some experience but didn't have a lot. Uh, but he was, I was by far our most consistent Dean lineman last year. And, uh, you know, he's put on about 12 to 15 pounds this offseason. He looks well. Uh, you know, so, we, you know, we're expecting big things from uh, Devon Shea because he does have the ability to play on Sundays. So at 12 to 15 pounds, now he's going to be pushing right at 300 pounds this year. Yeah, and you, we think by the time, you know, when, when we start camp and uh, when that's – is that data said, you know, I think being in camp will help him. You know, he put it on the right way. You know, he did, he's not uh, uh, fat or by any means, you know, he did it in the weight room. And, and, uh, and so, you know, he, he might lose, you know, five, six, seven pounds, hopefully, but he'll be close to the 300 pound range. Tell me about the rest of those guys you, you've got up there now. Obviously, Kyan Edwards is gone from last year. Tavy McLean is back, though. Um, but a, a little bit about what you think that that three-man front is going to look like. Well, you know, uh, we sh should be better just because the kids that are coming back will be one year in the system. You know, unfortunately, we didn't get, go through spring ball and uh, to get them some more experience in the system. And I think, you know, uh, anytime a new uh, head coach, a new group of coaches come in and uh, you take over – 
especially on our side of the ball or defense side of the ball where they've had success, uh, I think uh, kids didn't totally buy into the, what you're doing. And I think they, they finally started to do that midway uh, to three-fourth way during the season. Uh, and so, you know, I would, that makes you excited as a, a coach because you know the kids that are coming back now, uh, as you mentioned, we've got eight stars coming back. Uh, they bought into the system. And, and, uh, and so when that happens, and, uh, you know, I think that you have a chance to even be better than you were, uh, especially in your first season here. Well, you talk about buying in. It looked like Ty Beck bought in from day one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. You know, again, Ty Beck is a young player that hadn't played. You know, you get the ones that has played in a system, and that system was good to them, them the one that you get more resistant from than a young man that hadn't played, even though he was in the system, but he hadn't played a lot. And, uh, you know, Ty Beck, uh, you know, we tried to – him and Marshall Kubel, the two linebackers, we tried to beat them out. We couldn't. And, and that's a good thing. Let's talk a little bit about these uh, these linebackers as well. Uh, Cam Jones and uh, Jay Pearson, two guys that uh, I've enjoyed watching play. They they certainly fit the part, right? I mean, they they look at they they look the part of uh, of being players. A little bit about them and and just kind of what your expectations are coming into this year. Well, we'll start with Cam. You know, I Cam was with me at Louisville, and so we had a, a, a power relationship, and so it was easy. When he decided he, he was going to leave Louisville and transfer, he actually did it before we have, uh, before the end of the season that uh, Coach Petrino was there, and, and uh, so he was at home for some uh, almost a semester in, in Atlanta. And when I, I took the job here, we reached out to him, and and he was very excited about coming to have an opportunity to play for me, even though I wasn't a coordinator uh, for him at Louisville. But you know, we had a good relationship, and uh, you know, Cam Jones, uh, I think, uh, makes us better. Uh, he's a smart young man. You know, he's, uh, he's very intelligent. He understands the game. And, uh, you know, Marshall Kubel, I think, led the team in tackle last year. But, uh, you know, I think Cam can, can do a little more. Uh, uh, and he plays both positions. He can play Will, he can play Mike. And so you, you need that. And especially in this uh, time with the pandemic we're going through, we're going to need a lot of players that can play more than one position. Tell me a little bit about that, the jack position on your defense, which Rashawn Freeman has played. Um, how do you view that? Is that a – is it – do you consider him more of a linebacker? Is he more of a DB? Is that supposed to be a hybrid? A little bit about that position and how you like to utilize it. Well, you know, we uh, – we first I first started doing uh, this. I learned this from Ellis Johnson at South Carolina. And, and we we had more of a hybrid linebacker safety kind of guy because uh, you know you got to be big enough and, and physical enough back then to play against a tight end. When we played Georgia, you know you're gonna line up with two backs in the backfield. And so the game has changed now. So that guy is, is really not as much of a hybrid as he is a safety corner mix. Uh, might not be quite fast enough to play corner. And uh, but he's definitely good enough to play safety, so he's he's a little probably a step better than a safety, uh, uh, fast faster wise. But he's a physical kid, and so you know we look at him as a fifty B in this system. Do Do you want to get him in coverage? Then do you want to get him? Oh yeah, he's up? definitely gonna be a part because you know everybody you play now spreads you out. Other than the option teams that we played in this league, everybody else got a slot receiver. You know they play with at least three receivers every down. Uh, you know, East Tennessee State is one team that will line up and play two tight end sets and that type deal. And uh, even 
back last season when we did that, when we played that game, we moved Cam Jones, who was a smart guy, uh, on some rundown situation and played him at that position. When you got to face uh, a bigger tight end and you got a smaller guy that's more of a, a corner safety uh, type to put him in a position where he can be successful. So, and then we moved Rashawn uh, uh, Freeman in the back end when we did that. But you got, with teams spreading out this uh, day and time, you better be playing with five DBs. You mentioned before you, you like coaching those uh, those defensive backs and cornerbacks in particular. So tell me about these two guys. I thought Jordan Jones had a heck of a year for you uh, last year. A little bit about him and Kamiron Smith as well. You know, Jordan, is a, he's a great young man. Uh, when I first got here and, and I met Jordan in the spring, and uh, I didn't realize the kid was no scholarship. Uh, we go, we done went through probably six or seven spring practices, and, and he came to my office and uh, – and, uh, I didn't realize it was a welcome. He didn't have a scholarship before I got here. And, and you know, Coach Wright put him on scholarship, you know, uh, at the end of spring ball. But Jordan is, is for his size, pound for pound, probably the best corner I've coached. Pound for pound. Now, I played coached a lot of great guys. I'm not saying he's a Stephon Gilmore or a Dan Hall. But for his size, he's tough. He's competitive. He's physical. Uh, he can run, you know. Jordan is, is a young man that somehow got overlooked, but I'm glad he's at Chattanooga. Let's talk about the safeties for a little bit now. Okay. Uh, and, and I'll hit Kamara real quick. Uh, you know, yes. Kamara Smith, a kid from Texas. Uh, the, the great thing about Kamara is he and Jordan is so competitive against each other. And, and I'll give you a, an example. They race off the field to see who the first guy off the field at the end of practice. They're just that they race to see who's going to be the first guy in the locker room. And I think Jordan makes Kamiron better. He's older. Uh, he's been in the system. You know, he's been here for a while. And so Kamiron is kind of patterned his, his uh, wick at by Jordan. And Kamiron has a great upside. He's a younger corner. He's, he's, he's bigger than Jordan. He's, he can run. Uh, need to be a little more physical. We talk about those things. But, you know, I feel great about those two young men being uh, two good, really good corners for us. Uh, this season, Jarrell Lawson is. It, will he be healthy and a hundred percent? Yeah, he's 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 already been released. You know, yeah. Uh, you know, the only thing he did, uh, he tore some ligaments in his thumb toward the end of the season last year, and so uh, it was good. You know, we he would he would come to practice every day, and we told him we weren't playing because he was told, uh, from my understanding, by the doctor that if he hurt it again, if he retore him, he could not be able to control his thumb and so we would put him in that situation and he was willing to play if he want if he could if he we needed him to play he practiced every day after he, it happened and had surgery but uh we we wouldn't put that young man in that situation and so uh Jarrell is bright young man smart talented already graduated working on a master's uh you know we're blessed to have Jarrell and he's a great leader for us Brandon Dowdell is back as uh, as well. Now he he's a huge impact on on special teams and, and what he can do in the return game, but uh, has shown the ability to be a little bit of a ball hawk back there in the secondary. Uh, going into what will be his senior campaign now, a little bit on your expectations for number one. Well, you know, uh, first of all, I, I would like to to praise Brandon because uh, Brandon was one of those guys that had great success before we got here and was all conference that didn't buy into the system when I first took over because he wanted to play center field the entire town, excuse me, and 
be a bojo like he is. But he has to understand, and he does now, if he has the desire to play on the next level, he's not going to tell them what system to run. He's going to have to fit the system. And he's 100% balled in. He's, you know, we've been doing the walkthroughs and that type deal and, and seeing him run around. He's, he's worked on his footwork. You know, I expect huge things from Brandon, and he's totally bought in now. And, uh, you know, he's another guy like Jarrell, a lot of experience uh, at the safety position. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to what he's going to do, you know, when we play football this season. Uh, very, very excited about Brandon. Outside of eight starters coming back, what excites you the most about this defense? Well, we got some pieces of the puzzle that we needed up front. We've had some transfers uh, to come in here and we signed – uh, some good kids. We, we was lucky in the end to get a, a guy named Quay Wilkins from uh, Georgia, from Mays High School, who had been committed to Georgia Tech for over a year. Uh, had uh, uh, a mishap in his background when he was a, a freshman at Pace Academy, and uh, they couldn't take him. And all power five had filled up. So we got a power five defense lineman that's going to play D, tackle D in here. Uh, that's done really, really well since he's been here. Uh, he's a great kid. And unfortunately, it happened to another career, but it's been a blessing for us uh, to have him here. And then, you know, we, we got uh, uh, Giovanni, kid transfer from Purdue that played at Purdue and uh, that plays D-Tacker. So, and uh, we got uh, another young man that came from uh, Rhode Island. So we got three or four new guys that are up front. Marlon Taylor's a guy that we registered last year because he would have played as a true freshman but he, uh, he uh, hurt his shoulder and had shoulder surgery, and he'll be a, uh, a very athletic uh, nose tackle that's probably at least a G5 football player, if not a Power 5 football player. So the depth that we got here now with the kids that we got coming back is, uh, gets you really, really excited because uh, if you're good up front, you can be good on defense. I wanted to ask you about uh, Giovanni Revere. He's a guy that I, I saw him play when he was in high school at, at Macaulay. Uh, is he a guy you expect to be on the field for you early this year? No doubt. No doubt about it. He, uh, Giovanni has, has been here. Uh, he had to go to Chat State this spring. Unfortunately, we couldn't get him in to school on time for him to go through spring ball, even though we didn't have it. Uh, but he's still been with our kids. But he went over to Chat State, took classes, did everything he needed to do. Now he's here. Uh, he's working out with the kids. Look good. And we know that he's played Power 5 football before. And so uh, really, really excited about him being a part of this program for the next several years. How tough is it to know what you've got with these new guys coming in when, as you mentioned, you didn't have a spring and uh, frankly, you didn't have much of a summer either. How, how tough has it been to, to kind of get a gauge on them and how ready they are to play in the Southern Conference? Well, you know, I, I think that's a, a good question. It's a hard question for me to answer now. Uh, you know, if I base it off what I've seen athletically, uh, from those guys, then uh, it makes you excited. Uh, it makes you excited to know that they played, uh, majority of them have played uh, college football before. Uh, the new guys that are coming in here, uh, you know, you got some high school guys, you never know how they're going to turn out uh, when the lights come on. Uh, but, you know, based on athleticism, you know, it makes you real excited because I think, you know, we could do even less on defense this year than we did uh, last year because we got better players, I believe. Well, look, we, we know the downside, okay, to the pandemic, and, and you guys lost 
uh, your, your spring practice. You, you, you know, you lost a lot of what would be considered a normal summer for you guys. Are there some positives in this? What do you think has been the positives from coming through a pandemic? Well, the positive to me is, is our team and what they've shown thus far uh, in handling the situation. And football, is, to me, teaches you about life because there's going to be ups and downs. And, and this pandemic is still teaching these young men the exact same thing. You only can control what you can control. And uh, they're growing up, becoming men. You know, we, we, we get to take them out and walk through. They're focused. Uh, they're attentive. And uh, they're going as if, you know, we're going to strap and play September 3rd. And, uh, you know, even though that, that's probably not the case. And so I think uh, for this group to grow and, and, and to be successful, not just here, but life after football, this pandemic is going to help them because they're going to have ups and downs in their life. And it's how you handle the things. It's not what you go through. It's how you handle the things that you go through that makes you where you are in the future. Coach, we, we talked about what gets you excited about this season. Is there an area of your defense that that concerns you the most? You know, we got um, a lot of experience in the perimeter. You know, we got three safeties, DJ Jackson, who we didn't talk about, played a lot of football here. You know, we got two starters that are coming back at the corner spot. You know, we got Cam Jones, even though he didn't start, he was just like a starter. We're tied back playing linebacker. And – to, to, to get the other guys, the pieces of the puzzle to add to the front. Uh, I don't see a total weakness uh, like I would have said, uh, I wouldn't have said a year ago. Uh, so I think we got experience in all phases of the defense. You know, we got to develop some depth. And, and because, again, it's going to become even more prevalent this year because you never know from Saturday to Saturday when we start playing who we're going to have because it is a pandemic and people are going to get sick. They're just the nature of the business. You can look at it on the, the highest level, you know, baseball is playing and, and people are getting sick and, and they got a quarantine and the next guy got to be able to step up. And, uh, but I think we got uh, some depth uh, to where it's not a huge drop off. If, if and when we lose uh, one of these guys that got a lot of experience that have played for us. Coach, I'm excited. I'm ready to watch you uh, turn these guys loose. So I'm looking forward to it. I appreciate you giving us time. Uh, Thank you for having me on. David Bybee's no stranger to the Chattanooga area sports scene. He's been around here for a long time, including a stint as a head coach over at the Baylor School. Now he oversees the Chattanooga Secondary, where he brings back a lot of experience from a year ago. Here's our conversation with Chattanooga defensive backs coach David Bybee. You've uh, you've coached both uh, high school football here locally. You've you've been around the college game now for uh, for a long time. What is it about coaching at the college level that appeals so much to you? Uh, I think just uh, the kid, the the players that um, are at that age. You know, they're. Um, a little bit more serious about it. It's um, a little bit more professional. You don't, you know, there's not, you're dealing with them. Uh, you, you're not dealing with the parents quite as much, even though, you know, if you're, if you're, a, uh, if you really care about them, you're going to stay involved with the parents, but it's, but it's, uh, it's really more of, uh, you know, working directly with them, the players. 
coach your bios, uh, it's impressive, and you've coached a, a lot of guys uh, that have gone on and had success at the next level, including a couple of them here at Chattanooga, and we'll, we'll get to some of those guys. But I want to ask you about Larry Brown. It's not everybody can say they coached a, a Super Bowl MVP at one point. Um, did you recruit him? No, I didn't. No, he was a uh, and, and he was a heck of a a, a player. He he really was a um, uh, he heck of an overachiever. Did you know that he could be that good when he got in the league? I tell you, he was he was so smart and such a uh, a good person and so dependable. That was really the uh, what. Um, made him special when you were here before i guess it was a decade or so now uh chris camacho was in that uh was in that secondary here one of my favorite guys to to watch play at at chattanooga a guy that tackled everything it seemed like what made him so good he was just ferocious you know he was uh uh just a very tough guy he just Everything he did was that way. I mean, he approached the game uh, just uh, fire-ready aim. You know, I mean, he was unbelievable. And he uh, he did, you know, he worked out that way. Uh, he did everything that way. He was a uh, – he was a player for the coach now. He was, he was one of those guys that uh, you almost had to tone down some. Yeah, he was, he was a tackling machine. Have you ever coached anybody that can run like Buster Screen? Not anybody can run any better. I mean, he's unbelievable. I mean, that guy could fly, and he was a—he was a just so small. When we, you know, we—he uh, was about 140, 145 pounds, you know, uh, out of high school, and he was just—he was a dart. I mean, he—he he was unbelievable. He was just as quick, great feet, but he was another guy, you know, just great character, smart, you know, just just really a, a, a super person. Did you know that he was going to go on and not just have a career, but, I mean, this is a guy that he's been in the league for a long time now. Did you expect that from him? I didn't know. No, I, I, I would – no, I'd be telling a story if I did expect him to be that that good and in, in, uh, in be able to last so long. But he was, he was really special in high school. I mean, you could not tag him. I mean, he was unbelievable. We, uh, we did a great job of um, – you know, evaluating his ability because I tell you now, he he could he could roll and and smart. Uh, he was a um, you know a lot of times you know, and I talk to the guys here. Most of the guys that I recruit, you know, I recruit them off offensive film. You know, if if they're good enough to play uh, for me, then the coach in high school is going to have the ball in their hand, and he was magic with the ball in his hand. I mean, he's one of those guys that uh, uh, both sides would be fighting over. And that's and, and those are the kind of guys that I've had the best luck with. They're just uh, great athletes. And, um, and, and that's where sometimes you can miss one uh, on a defensive film. But if, you, if you're recruiting the guys and you've got some good offensive film on them, most of the time you know what you got. Because if they, if they can uh, make you miss – they can keep you from scoring, you know, so that's kind of the way I've done it. And he was a, he's a perfect example of that. I know you're active on the recruiting trail. Uh, can you shed a little bit of light on some of these freshmen that are, that are coming in? Some of the guys that maybe you were involved in, in recruiting and, 
and uh, guys you think can make a difference this fall? Well, you know, I think we got a uh, we've got a good group, and uh, it's 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 funny we haven't um, uh, really got to be with them enough yet. You know, but I, I think we you know they they sure look a lot different, and uh, and and I think that we're doing a good job. We've got some good guys, some good experience, and plus you know in our staff, and then we've also got some you know some uh, some young guys that are just got their hair on fire, you know, going out there and, and just going crazy, and uh, I, I think we have a you know we're evaluating real well. We're evaluating. I think we're getting, you know, we're getting athletes and good people and and you're not gonna last here with uh, coach Wright if you're not a good person and you're not got your mind on the right things and that's just a kind of the program we you know we got going here 11 interceptions last year that led the southern conference what kind of preseason goals or do you guys set preseason goals for for a position group well like you know, the, uh, I've got guys that uh, I've got four guys that uh, that can play. Three of them have played here at safety, and they've done well. All of them. You know, you got uh, uh, Brandon, you got DJ, uh, you got Jarrell. All those guys are quality guys. I mean, really good players and great people, great students. I mean, it's, it's they're really good folks. And uh, Zay Brown is the transfer from uh, South Carolina that. Um, you know, he played uh, – he was a safety coming out of South Carolina, and then we played him an outside linebacker a little bit because we needed some. And now I've got him back at safety, and he's doing a good job. But, I, you know, uh, I think each one of them have different kind of uh, – have goals. Like uh, Brandon's two-time all-conference guy. You know, another all-conference for him could possibly be an All-American. You know, I mean, that's got to be in his, his mind. Jer- uh, Jarrell's – uh, you know, he got hurt last year, but he's, you know, he's an all-conference guy, NFL-type guy. His body's really special. He's long. If you see him, he looks very special. And then DJ is the fastest one of them all. I mean, he can fly. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, uh, he might – who knows? I mean, all three of those guys are pretty good. And then Zay I, uh, is a guy that, uh, you know, he's got two more years. The other three, uh, you know, uh, are seniors. And uh, Zay's got uh, two more years, and I, I think he's got a uh, ability. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting. I, I I really enjoy it, and they're very professional in the way they approach everything. I mean, they, they do what they're supposed to do. They're on time. They you know they keep their nose clean. They're good students. Uh, uh, Jarrell's already uh, graduating business. He's he's a remarkable young man. I'm telling you, Jarrell Lawson is as good as it gets as far as a person, as far as uh, dependability and you can set your clock on him and these guys are great i'm very fortunate i wanted to ask i wish i could take some credit for him (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to ask you about brandon dowdell about how good can he be uh you know he's under six feet tall he's a little less than 200 pounds is he a guy that has a future at the next level you know I, i think you know he sure wants to you know, and he and he's working really hard. He's smart. He's going to be, uh, you know, he, he studies the game. He's going to be. Uh, I think next year is going to be his best year. You know, he, uh, at his size, you know, we got to get him some picking passes. You know, we got to get him, you know, doing that. And he, you know, he's physical. You know, he could also be a nickel kind of guy. You know, so he's got there's there's he could you know both safeties 
plus the nickel. So there's three positions there that he possibly could play at the next level. He, um, you know, he's got a lot of things that he can do to make himself better, and he's trying to do that as far as technique, as far as uh, – like a safety, they can't watch the game. they got their eyes on keys, and the keys are the answers to the test. And it takes – Unbelievable. I mean, you can be a safety and you can be a pretty good player and you can give up some plays, make some plays, this, that, and the other. But a great safety is maybe the most disciplined player on the field. I mean, you cannot – if you watch the game, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get embarrassed and you're going to be over there with me. So, you know, and, the, and, and that's the area where Brandon can get better at. And, uh, and, he's, and he, he's buying in. And uh, I think you'll see it. I think he'll, he'll be even better than he's been. You got four guys back there that it sounds like you, you know you can count on and that you can trust. How many do you need going into the year? Is four enough? Do you, do you feel like you you got to get some uh, – how many more do you feel like you need to get ready uh, to be uh, – to have enough depth to go through the year? We, we should be – you know, they. do you remember last year? When we uh, we went down the last game to, uh, uh, against VMI, we had to end up, end up have to move had we had to move Rashawn back from nickel to safety because we didn't have any more. If we'd have gotten him hurt, I don't know what we'd have done. So, you know, you think that you could get by with three if you if they stay healthy. You know what I mean? The other thing too is they're on special teams. Safeties and DBs are they're playing all the time. You. If you've got three good ones, you could make it with three through the season if they stay healthy. Having four, I think, is really good. We've got, you know, um, Jordan Walker is a guy that uh, uh, is a young dude that's going to be a good player. He's going to be a good player, you know. And, and the, the great thing about a young guy coming in with older guys is he learns how to do it. And I can't show them. I'm a hundred thousand years old, you know, but when they can see it done the right way, I can't tell you that that's, that's great coaching there. And he's able to see guys that have played and how they do it, how they approach things, the way they do things, you know, so it's great with him. Uh, and then we've got, uh, there's a, there's, we've got a, a walk-on kid from, uh, uh, Knoxville named Alec Borth, who's a who's a good player, and uh, T.J. Uh, 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 Walker. He's a good player. He's another guy that uh, is a walk on. That's a good player. So we've got some guys. Uh, we we should have plenty. You know, we ought to be we ought to be in pretty good shape. But it's uh, it's a great uh, it's a great sell for uh, you know young guys and and prospects because we're losing three. It's, it's a good time for us to sign some too, though, because we're losing three. We talked with, with Coach Ward uh, already. Uh, given what you got, eight starters coming back, you got some power five transfers coming in, you've got a nice recruiting class, and I, I, I'm sure ideally you'd like for those kids to be able to marinate in a red shirt for a year before you had to put them out there. But given what you've got, uh, the the number of kids you played last year on this defense as a whole, I mean, and look, I, I get accused of looking at the world through blue and gold colored glasses. So know that ahead of time here, but it's hard not to be excited that this group has a chance. This could be one of the best Chattanooga defenses we've seen in in a long time. 
Yeah, I, I think we have a shot too. I do. And, I, you know, I think that, uh, uh, you know, I really like the, our coaches and the way we teach. And, uh, uh, and you're right, we've got guys coming back. And, and the guys have a great attitude. They work. Uh, it's going to be uh, – I enjoy it every day now. I, tell you, I enjoy it with the, the players I got. And, I mean, and as old as I am, if I wasn't enjoying it, I wouldn't be doing it. I'm telling you, I wouldn't. And I, and I, I enjoy the guys that we got, not just my players, but, the whole, you know, everybody. And go, I can't emphasize enough about Coach Wright and the type of kids that are going to make it in our program. They're going to have to – I mean, they are they, – they're going to be guys – no, nobody's perfect, but these guys, he's not going to put up with them not going to school. We've set records for every semester he's been here with a grade point average. Uh, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to jinx myself, but I, I mean, these guys to make to to if you're going to be in our program, uh, you need you're going to, you're going to have to want to graduate and, and play football. And uh, and we've got a, uh, some some outstanding coaches that are great role models that are doing that that have been around. And like I said, we got those young ones that are that are all fired up about it. So I just think it's I think we could have a good. I went a long way around about saying, yes, I agree with you. I think we could be outstanding on defense. Thanks so much to Coach Bybee and Coach Ward. Great to visit with both of those guys, and I don't see how you can't be excited about Mox football and especially how good this defense can be after you hear those two guys talk. So looking forward to our chat coming up next week. We're going to sit down with the head coach of the Mox and Rusty Wright. We'll get into some more specifics about this matchup with Western Kentucky, who has a very good offense. This, this Chattanooga defense is really going to be tested in that game against Western Kentucky. That is a very good group of five offense that the Mox are going to see coming up in a couple of weeks. So looking forward to get a chance to catch up with uh, with coach Wright, we hope you'll be with us don't forget mox on the mic we drop every single thursday with a brand new conversation with coaches student athletes administrators make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcasting platform and if you subscribe to us on apple podcast we appreciate your ratings and your reviews for tate johnson our producer i'm chris goforth thanks for being with us for mox on the mic we'll visit with coach Wright next week until then so long everybody and go mox thanks for listening to mox on the mic please remember to rate subscribe and review and we'll see you again soon